This is Coach Lee, and I'm going to share with you the best relationship advice you've never heard. These things aren't taught in school, and so it's important that you're always trying to learn more because a relationship is such a crucial thing in a person's life. It's so important. It's their family, and it's not just something that comes natural in every situation and every angle of a relationship. A lot of it doesn't make sense, and so it's important to continue to learn and try to improve your skills in a relationship your understanding of a relationship, and how you can help your partner be a better partner in the relationship. And a lot of times you do that by example. The first thing I'm gonna talk about is how important it is to seek peace. Peace, especially in today's world of continual craziness from it seems like every angle. If you can be a source of peace for your partner and they can be a source of peace for you, that means that you're not trying to argue. You're not being argumentative. If anything, you're trying to put yourself in the other person's place. You're trying to understand what they understand, how they feel about things. And you're trying to be as loving and caring when you have discussions and when you disagree. But when you find two people who seek peace and want peace, they just want this oasis in the desert, so to speak, that the relationship is a source where they can come away from a world of stress and anger and confusion and frustration, and they can relax. They can breathe a sigh of relief when they're with you, and you can breathe a sigh of relief when you're with them. That is so important, and yet I hardly ever hear it talked about, this mutual desire for peace, and that needs to be something that's at the forefront. How can I make this situation peaceful? How can I be peaceful and make sure my household is a source of peace? If two people are thinking that way, dating, married, whatever type of romantic relationship that it is, then you will find that everything else in the relationship becomes easier. And you will actually find that all the decisions, all the actions you take in the relationship, and your response to all the situations that come up will be from a place of love. And there will be a loving connection between the two of you that's warm and supportive. And you're going to be amazed at what a great relationship you can have. So when you have two people who seek peace, it will be a beautiful thing. And a lot of times those are the people who will say, you know, it, it doesn't even seem that difficult. And they will have what a lot of people think is an easy relationship because they get along. They want to get along. There's that effort to get along, to have peace and love and warmth in the household and not bicker and argue. That cannot be overstated. If you have two people who have that, you will have a happy relationship. Number two might seem really obvious, and yet people's actions show that it's not to a lot of people. And that is don't reject. One of the marriage vows is that you will forsake all others for this person, to be with this person in place of others. And so if anything, you're saying, I will be the one who accepts you, who welcomes you, who wants you, not who rejects you. And so that's why when I hear people talk about how after years of rejection, finally, they don't love the other person anymore. And they just want to get away from them because rejection, and I'm talking physically here, physical, sexual rejection will make the person who's being rejected feel ugly. And I hear that. I will hear people say, I felt ugly. I felt unwanted, undesired, like there was something wrong with me. And I've heard people say, I didn't even want to look in the mirror at myself anymore because I assumed I was ugly. It's heartbreaking to hear that, but it will ruin a relationship. And the person you are rejecting today will probably leave you in the future because people just can't take much of that. After a while, even people 
who seem like it doesn't bother them, confident, strong in life, you will find that eventually they can't take it anymore. And even if it costs them, they will want to leave. They will want to escape the rejection. And all it takes is some other person giving them just a little bit of acceptance, making them feel desired and wanted, and they're gone. And so I'm trying to warn you, do not reject your partner. Yes, there are going to be times where life brings problems, where there's sickness, where it just can't happen. But if it can, don't reject. And if you put yourself in the other person's place, I think you'll know why. Number three, don't complain to other people about your relationship or about your partner. So that means you don't have private conversations where you're slamming him or you're slamming her. You're talking about how ridiculous they are in certain situations, how unhappy you are. Do not do that. Talking to a professional is one thing or an older, wiser mentor. But in terms of friends or your brothers or your sisters, avoid it because what you will actually be doing is in many ways you will be betraying the relationship. You will be talking about your partner in a negative way to someone else. And that's something you really need to be cautious about because it can get out, it can get back around to them, and likely you will begin to start feeling less connectedness with them because you will probably keep that a secret. You won't come home and say, I talked to my friend today about what a sorry person you are. Or I talked to a friend today about how unhappy I am in the marriage or the relationship. You're not going to tell them that. And there's a reason because you know this would not be something that would make them feel positive or warm or connected to you. And as a matter of fact, it will hurt the connection you feel because you'll be keeping a secret from them. And if you've heard me talk about intimacy before, you know that intimacy is where you see into each other. So the word said slower, into me see. And so you're not keeping secrets from each other. You're finding out the facts and the feelings of this person's life. And you're hearing it continually. You're getting to know. You are the person in the know. And if you hide things from them, especially when it's something where you have committed a small betrayal, which is to talk about them poorly, to let a negative thing about them escape your lips to someone else and they don't even know about it, you will hurt the connection you feel with them. Even if they never find out, you will know. And it will hurt intimacy because you will feel like you're keeping a secret from them and you will not feel as close to them. It's amazing how that works because a lot of people have even told me, you know, at first I didn't think it mattered. I kept some secrets. I talked about them behind their back. I complained and I just didn't tell them. And I started to feel it. I started to feel the distance and then they respond and they back off. And so now, especially if you do have some difficulties in the relationship, and that's why you were talking to your friend, now you're compounding the situation. So what you need to do, talk to your partner first and foremost. Do not go to friends and talk about them badly. Go to a professional, a minister, pastor, or older, wiser person who's not connected to your partner. But ideally, it would be discussed with your partner because the issue is with them and you. Before I get to number four, take a quick second and subscribe to this channel so you can be notified when I have more videos like this. Number four is understand limerence. And I have other videos where I talk about limerence. Limerence is the newness of a relationship and the passion that goes along with it. It is fueled by chemicals in your body. Dopamine, serotonin is altered, vasopressin, oxytocin. There are multiple chemicals involved, but they are strong and intense in how they affect your emotions. And so that's why in the early stages of a relationship, that passion is so high. And you even think to yourself, I've never felt this way before. Usually you have. You just don't remember because chemicals have that effect, especially when they're in different proportions with each different person. 
That's why limerence begins to fade, because a lot of limerence is dependent on newness and difference and something you haven't felt before. That's why it's so appealing, because it feels like it's new and you haven't felt this before, therefore it must be special. And so people don't know that that's a normal part of a new relationship, but that it will fade with time and that it's designed to bring two people together. Otherwise, why would you want to be around a stranger who you don't have any history with or know anything about? Limerence. Limerence is what fuels you to get closer to them. It's what leads you into intimacy because you start asking questions. Limerence makes you want to explore the other person emotionally, physically, mentally, every way that you can. You want to know this person. And that is what limerence causes. And once you've reached a certain level of that, where you do know them, and a lot of those secrets are gone, you know things about this person now. Now you begin to develop companionship, commitment, and a feeling of family with this person. And limerence fades to a large degree. It doesn't mean it's completely gone. And sometimes you will get some of it to come back to resurge as you have special things together, like if you do something you've never done before with this person. You can have this connection and it is a small form of limerence, but just know it will fade. And so don't think, you know, I don't feel as passionate as I did in the early days of the relationship, so I'm going to leave or the love must be over or I just don't feel the same way I do anymore. You will feel that way year after year. You will not feel the same way you felt the year before because your relationship will adapt and change and grow. And sometimes it will depend more on commitment when it's difficult. It will depend more on companionship when things are difficult in life and you're seeking support. It will depend more on passion in the early days because you don't have all this shared history, this connection and intimacy. And so it has to depend on something that motivates you to want to stay in it and to pursue it and to grow it and to get to the point of intimacy. That's why you have limerence. So the more you can understand that, that just because you don't feel the same passion you did in the early days, it doesn't mean the relationship is over. And you can even embrace the fact that the relationship has matured to where you are more based on commitment, companionship, and the feeling of family instead of limerence. Because limerence is a form of love. It's a passionate love, but it's also an immature love. That doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It's a good thing. It's designed to get two people to where they do have stronger, more mature forms of love between each other. From the ashes of limerence come a committed, companionate, family-like relationship. And so if you understand that, it can help you when you begin to wonder why you don't quite feel the same. Just as you would hope that your partner understands that just because they don't feel quite the same intensity of passion, it doesn't mean that they should just up and leave. Before I get to number five, be sure to check out my support community. It's a great place to help support you when you're going through relationship difficulty. It's a great place for you to be able to support others, maybe with some things that you've learned. And it's a great place to just have a caring group of people who can support you through life. You can check that out at lovedynamics.com or I link to it in the description below. Number five, brag about your partner when you're around other people. So let's say that you two go on a double date and it's two couples. Say something nice about your partner. Brag about how they do something, maybe how they cook, something they've accomplished in life, how strong they are, how they were able to do something for you, how tough they are and they've gotten over an illness or lost weight. There's all kinds of things that you can brag about your partner when you're around another couple and it will make them feel wonderful. Nothing feels better than knowing that your partner admires you loves you and is proud of you. And so 
don't be afraid to do that. You almost cannot overdo that unless you're getting zero compliments from the other person. Both of you should be complimenting each other, bragging on each other. It should be mutual. It should never feel like there is a worshiper and there is the person who is worshiped. And I talk about that a lot. It should feel like both of you are pursuing each other, passionate about each other, urgent for each other, committed to each other. You should both feel it. It shouldn't feel one-sided ever. So brag about your partner. Tell other people how wonderful they are in front of them where they can hear you saying it. Couples who do that feel so close and connected and they have all the things that I've talked about. Commitment, companionship, and that feeling of family. If your relationship seems to be struggling a bit, try some of those things, especially bragging about them to other people. But go back through this video, write the list down, and apply these things and you'll be so glad you did and your partner will as well. This has been Coach Lee and as always, thank you for watching.